0: This is a squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. This week's podcast is brought to you by BHP. Copper is a big deal in the energy transition because it's used to make electric vehicles, wind turbines, and solar panels. When it comes to producing copper responsibly, it's happening now at BHP. Good morning. I'm Alice Dempster. And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Tuesday the 16th of May. In your squiz today, compensation for contamination, Thailand and Turkey count the votes, a plan for scams and Aussie sports stars do us proud. This is your squiz today. If you've heard the acronym PFAS in the news and wondered what it's all about, this is your morning. It's a group of chemicals found in the foam that firefighters use and it's contaminated the land of tens of thousands of Aussies who own property near our military bases. Yesterday, the Commonwealth Government agreed to a $132.7 million payout to about 30,000 Aussie landowners who have land and homes close to seven military bases, which used the foam in question up until the early 2000s.
1: So we're talking about Richmond and Wagga in New South Wales. Ballsbrook in Western Australia, Darwin in the top end, Edinburgh in South Australia, Townsville in Queensland and Wodonga in Victoria. And like you said, Alice, PFAS is most commonly linked to those fire, heat and oil retardants, which are used pretty extensively by firefighters and also on military bases and airports as well. Mm. Uh, That was between the 70s and the 2000s. The landowners in this case uh, lodged their class action back in 2019. It was the biggest in Aussie history and they accused the Commonwealth of not adequately preventing the chemicals from contaminating their soil and their water.
0: Yeah, and that caused their property values to drop as well. PFAS is pretty nasty stuff, Claire. It's known as a forever chemical because it doesn't break down. It's also caused cancers, birth defects and diseases. But there are still studies being undertaken into all of that. But as for how the settlement in this case came about, it all happened via email in the early hours of yesterday
1: morning. And that was just hours before the trial was due to start in the federal court yesterday, mm. so all pretty dramatic. Uh, the government didn't admit liability in that settlement, but Craig Alsop from Shine Lawyers, who represented the class action, uh, he said that once the payout gets final approval from the federal court judge, the money will go some way to common. Site, the seven communities affected. PM
0: Anthony Albanese was also asked about it yesterday. He said his biggest concern about PFAS isn't a financial one, it's the health outcomes of people who are affected by it. And he said it's an example of the need to get occupational health and safety measures right. An update on the elections in Thailand and Turkey, Claire. They had record high voter turnout in Thailand and that turned into massive wins for the opposition parties there. The youth-led Move Forward Party claimed at least 151 of the 500 seats in the House of Representatives.
1: Which is an extraordinary result Mm -hmm. and certainly it seems far beyond what any of the analysts were expecting. Uh, Added to that is the party led by the daughter of Thailand's former Prime Minister. He was ousted in a coup. It took at least 141 seats. And it's a problem for the incumbent government, which is backed by the military. It's led by the former top general and the nation's current Prime Minister, Prayuth Chanucha. Uh, He came to power in a coup in 2014. Uh, In this election, it won around 36 seats. So it's a very long way behind. Mm. It's not entirely out of the game, though, and that's because there's a process where the military gets a say over who becomes Thailand's next government. And my money's on the team that was there before, but we'll <laughs> wait and see. And in Turkey, neither
0: the incumbent president, Recep Tayyip Erdogan, or his challenger, Kemal Kalic Daruglu, received 50% of the vote in the count so far. That means the two men will head to a runoff election on the 28th of May. And just a quick correction on yesterday's story, as my Monday brain was slow <laughs> to kick in. I said there had been 50 million fatalities in the February earthquake, there were actually 50,000. We're all forgetting about the acronyms today. And here's another one, the NASC. That's the new National Anti-Scam Centre that was announced by Federal Financial Services Minister
1: Stephen Jones yesterday. Alice, I'm not sure if NASC is the official acronym, (laughs) (laughs) the NASC. I'm not entirely sure, but we do know that governments (laughs) do like an acronym. Uh, And what Jones said yesterday is that it will have something called fusion cells They're going to be made up of expert hackers, hopefully ethical ones, (laughs) uh, also regulators and law enforcement officers. Uh, He said to think of them as a hit squad, they're going to bring their expertise together uh, and that's going to help keep Aussies safe from scams, which, as we've talked about in recent times, are becoming increasingly sophisticated.
0: The centre is set to cost 86.5 million to set up and for the many Aussies who were scammed out of the record-breaking amount of 3 billion dollars last year, they'll probably say that it's not a moment too soon. Prince Andrew is having a bit of a moment over his living situation, Claire. He's been told to leave the Royal Lodge to make way for the Prince and Princess of Wales, and it is a big downsize. The Royal Lodge has 30 bedrooms, and King Charles wants Andrew to shift into Frogmore Cottage, which only has a very measly 10.
1: Yeah, just 10 bedrooms, hey? I don't know. (laughs) Where where would you put all your (laughs) guests? But anyway, uh, Frogmore's name has been in the news quite a bit in recent years. Of course, it was the residence that was renovated by Prince Harry and Meghan when they... They thought that they were going to be staying in the UK and be senior royals. But uh, no, the Renault hasn't got Andrew on board to become its newest (laughs) resident. Uh, He's said to be seeking a face-to-face showdown talks with his brother, who of course is now the king, uh, over that request. And Andrew's friends have rallied around him in the British press. This is something quite notable about this story. It's in the high brown newspapers mm. and also the BBC. It's not just the tabloid press covering this one. Uh, one of his friends are quoted as saying that he's refusing to see anybody, that he's quite distressed over it all.
0: Yeah, that friend is also quoted as saying that Prince Andrew's worried the royals might even turn off the utilities to get him out of the lodge, which sounds like even the royals have rental dramas these days, frankly. Yep,
1: it's tough going.
0: Claire, I reckon us Aussies probably think we're good sports, but the truth is we do like a winner and we had two really notable sports people to celebrate
1: yesterday. Sam Kerr scored the goal to win England's FA Cup final championship for Chelsea yesterday. Just an incredible achievement. And some commentators say that it makes her probably our most successful soccer player that our country's ever produced. So there's definitely that and good on her. Uh, and also golfer Jason Day, he won America's Byron Nelson tournament by one stroke yesterday. Uh, if you don't know the backstory to Jason Day, it's pretty epic. Um, probably the most notable call out is that he was the number one in the world and then he had a complete form slump. Uh, he was very close to his mother who died of cancer last year. And he's also had terrible back problems, but it looks like He's back on track.
0: Yeah, he hasn't had a win since 2018. And yesterday he choked back tears as he claimed the trophy and that happened on Mother's Day, no less. So really special for him. He said, I knew she was out there with me today. Squiz the day, Claire. A panel of experts will address the National Press Club about the regional housing crisis from about 12.30pm Eastern Standard Time today.
1: Yeah, I don't think that covers Andrew's country homes, but (laughs) (laughs) we'll tune in to have a look. Um, Also, the Cannes Film Festival begins today. It's running until the 27th of May. So, Alice, you and I like a good red carpet Mm -hmm. gallery. I reckon that's (laughs) going to provide some for us to keep across.
0: Very good. And that wraps us up today. But one thing I do want to mention, our colleagues at Squiz Kids have brilliant Squiz the World episodes to make our young people more world aware. We've talked about Thailand today and I've popped the link to their episode on Thailand into the episode notes. It's a really good one for young and old to learn a thing or two. And you can find that and a lot more by looking up Squiz Kids on your podcast app. Have a great day and we'll be back with you tomorrow.